Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Cast Haven. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Pretty good. How are you, Zach? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, I didn't actually get up to any legacy last week, unfortunately. Uh, and even more unfortunately, I played standard instead. So, you know, somebody washed me. I feel dirty. Um, but uh, you did. Oh. You got up to some legacy. Yeah, I listened to our uh, compatriots on Hipsters of the Coast leaving a legacy. And they had Ben Friedman on talking about his sort of blue-black mid-rangey control deck. And he totally sold me on it. So I played it that night at my local. So what's that deck look like? Uh, sort of like a bug control deck if you took the green out. Um, he leans pretty heavily on collective brutality as like a value card. It's just like a modal spell. Mm-hmm. And uh, on top of that, it's got like, a bunch of Gurmag. I scatter. You can see. So I gangler and played an extra true name. But it's, you know, four death right bunch of true names snapcaster grimming angler and all the other all the other spells right on so it just plays the um, long game and then uh, some value dudes yep and then of course i showed up and the deck did like nothing the entire night <laughs> i don't think it's bad but i just like I, I had some bad matchups i played against elves that's not really easy to beat with that contact yeah um I forget what else I played against. I remember just like I drew like four lands in a row against elves. Does does that, that deck just, like... play Tasker at all? I feel like Tasker would be fine in a deck like that. No, it just plays uh, Gurmag Angler. I guess just not, you know, dying to Caracas is good. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I I I want to say I played against mostly combo decks, and then I oh I played against Bug Natural Order. That was my only win. Uh, I just managed to sort of blue-black harder than him. Um, so I, I'm going to give it another shot tomorrow, though. Like, I I keep... It's this weird nether region where it's sort of like I kind of want to play check pile, but I don't because I don't want to play four colors. And this is pretty much check pile, but only two colors. Well, yeah, I <laughs> like mean, that's, le- that's better on the, land, on the mana base at the very least. I did have awkward hands where I had like a, a, only a basic island and then a bunch of black cards I couldn't do anything with. Uh, and that it's not like ground seas. Like, am I supposed to play a fourth underground sea? Like that. The point was to fetch basics, and then you don't get just blown out by Blood Moon. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a light green splash just to activate Deathrite, and I played a Cross and Grip. I just you know sort of never never leave home without one. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna give it another shot. See how I like it uh, tomorrow. Collective Brutality is a really interesting card. Like, it's shitty Bolt and shitty Thoughtseize, but, like, it only takes up one card slot, so is that enough to play that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think Collective Brutality as a value card isn't the worst, and in certain matchups, it's amazing. Um, and, and sometimes you just have some extra lands in your hand you need to get rid of, you know? Yeah, I played an Unearth to try and get some value off of it. Yeah. I mean, you've got the Snapcaster Mages... So it's not like anything you ditch to it is always dead. Um, 
And it's a nice Trump in the burn matchup, which is pretty hard for those kinds of decks usually. What about, to, you know, what about unearthing a Snapcaster Mage and then casting Unearth with the Snapcaster Mage to get another Snapcaster Mage out and then casting another Unearth to get another Snapcaster Mage out? Well, unfortunately, you exile the first Unearth. But <laughs> well, yeah, you could yeah. Flash I'm just back. saying if they were all in the graveyard already. <laughs> you could, you could, you could uh, flashback uh, the, what's it called? Um, the uh, Collective Brutality with the second Snapcaster Mage. But yeah, I thought the deck was okay. Uh, I, I mean, oh, no, I found my, found my like, nose from last week. Played Storm in round two, but I thought he was playing Delver in game one. Oh, that happens so to I, me too often. So, so now. I kept, <laughs> yeah, I kept like two cantrips, a fatal push, and a bunch of lands, and he just like made fifteen goblins or whatever, fourteen goblins on turn one. That's that's hard to come back from. But not only did I have a shitty hand against Storm, he drew his one of empty the Warrens with like <laughs> a fucking pedal. And ritual and like infernal tutor for a second pedal. Like I'm like, come on, that was just not fair. Uh, and then in game two, I kept one land and never drew a second land, even though I had like spell pierce and fluster storm and thoughtseize. So and brainstorm. Oh, what a nightmare. Then I played against infect and like he just barely got there in game three because um, he had double uh, double ink moth and double noble hierarch. Uh, and I had a bunch of Diabolic Edicts. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. And, and oh. Collective Brutalities, which, like, seriously had to, like, attack with a Snapcaster. He activates Ink Moth Nexus, pops it with Pendlehaven, and blocks like I'm an idiot. Then I had to Collective Brutality the uh, Ink Moth Nexus. <laughs> oh, you should never... You should just take the damage if you're... Like, if you're attempting to block with your cards, it's like setting yourself up for a total tragedy... Because, like, every sorcery now hits those cards. Uh, you know, it, it's... Yeah. Ugh, gross. Yeah, I'm not saying it was a great play, but it didn't feel good <laughs> on my end either. No, no, no. Of course <laughs> you know, not. Like, yeah, I'm like, well, this sorcery is never going to hit this thing off next unless he does this thing. Yeah. I mean, it is like a negative two for one. And for... So that was pretty bad. Uh, and then the Bug Natural Order deck I thought was cool. I was actually talking to that guy. He was a newcomer. He had a bunch of nice cards and everything. He just doesn't get out much. Yeah. And uh, I thought his deck was really cool. And unfortunately, he went 0 4. Oh. Uh, that's not a good sign for how I evaluate. Um, I mean, but, that's, that's you know. the first step to creating a community is taking those 0 4 people and making them come back and doing like 2 2 for a couple of weeks. Well, it's not like the guy playing some like budget grew. I mean, he just, his deck just did nothing, sort of like mine. Yeah. You know, in that, in that tournament, like he just couldn't get his natural order off, whatever. Um, uh, but yeah, it was kind of frustrating. Then I spent the whole week playing Maverick online and doing okay. Like, I actually, like, I cashed three leagues in a row, which I'd never done before. And then I had another five league <laughs> where the deck just, I was like, oh, I should yeah. play Maverick. Right when I was like, maybe I'll play Maverick at the Grand Prix, I had an 05 league where I just, like, got stuck on one land and, like, couldn't and like played an oath of nissa and whiffed in my like deck with 50 targets like that felt so yeah that's terrible. pretty bad um, <laughs> i mean yeah that's just no good but uh maverick is a fun deck like i play i play a sigarda host of herons and people just scoop to that card <laughs> you can sort of when it's on the stack on magic online you're watching the clock tick down you're like they're reading this, realizing they have no way to beat it, just and going, they're trying to decide if they can oh, concede. <laughs> oh god! What else does it do? It just makes things hexproof, right? 
Well, it's flying and the, the, the cigar host appearance is flying and hex proof. To and begin then, with, and oh. then, yeah, it's a five five flyer. Yeah, five five flyers are tough to deal with in Legacy as it is. Yeah, um, the other cigar that I did, which is the new one, that makes you hex proof, and it pumps out guys like if you just it's like two and exile a card from your graveyard to make a one one human. Oh, okay. And I do think that's kind of interesting in this in this format, just because like Storm is a deck. Like you have hexproof, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you could like natural order into this thing, or maybe like just sort of hold them off and then find it or something, um, and then like, or if you're just like playing some sort of Stoneforge green deck, like you could just make guys to pick up all the uh, equipment. But um, you're probably just gonna attach it to your four or five flyer in that case. So. Well, I'm thinking uh, this week I might actually. Well, I'm, I'm kind of in at an impasse. I'm, I'm either going to play. Miracles, because I was able to get all the cards for it and put it together, so it's just sitting nice. around. Uh, you know, I can play that, of course. Um, or I might try and mess around with uh, the Delver deck I was trying. I made like last week, where I am playing target targetable threats, but I'm just yeah. playing more more stuff, and it's more of a traditional Delver deck without the Nibble Mongooses, a la like Lee Zoo's list. But I'm not yeah. playing uh, Hooting Mandrels. I'm playing Cryptic Snakes, Cryptic Serpents, Cryptic Serpents. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, have you practiced the Miracles deck? It is no, really... Not at all. Yeah. I've played against it. I have not played with it because I, I do not own Portents. I do have four Predicts that I found in the Nickel Box Well, I got the Portents so online, like I ordered them last, last week, so everything came in the mail this week. So the Portents, the Predicts, the, the Unexpectedly Absence, they all came in the mail. So I was like, oh, I can actually, uh, I could do this on Thursday if I, uh, if I so felt. Yeah, I uh, I kind of wish I had bought like a bunch of predicts. More than, I mean, I'm like, gonna need more than a place. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good a value, right? <laughs> I wonder if there's gonna be a run on all those cards. Yeah, I mean, they're like three, four I mean, dollars yeah. now. So I, I mean, oh, unexpectedly absent is not spiked in paper. It has spiked online. Yeah, not but in anyway, paper. Yeah, you should you should give like... it a shot. I would love I would love to talk to someone who's played it. Tim yeah, was playing it. I think our friend Tim was playing it. Yeah, Tim's been Tim's. I mean, did we expect him to not play it? <laughs> I was. I saw him playing it on on his stream uh, the other day. There are actually a lot of different builds now. Um, there are people playing Caracas. There are people playing Mentors still. Um, and, and there's the classic and treat the angels version. So you're seeing the same permutations that old miracles you see. You're just not seeing that deck being played against you, you know, in, in a nine round tournament four to five times, you know? Yeah. I played against it a couple times online. I haven't beaten it yet. I, I, I played against it in my Oh five league where I just like, my deck just did nothing. Yeah. So, uh, like I couldn't do what I wanted to do, which was play Gaddick Teague and then play Sanctum Prelate on one. It probably ends the game. But, like, uh, I didn't do that, obviously. I wonder if that's why they're playing Caracas now, just to get Teague off the table. Yeah, I mean, that that wouldn't be the dumbest idea. Uh, Yeah, I I think it'll be interesting to see. One of the biggest questions that I have about the Las Vegas uh, Grand Prix is whether is how many of these decks will be played or how how much you'll see it around. Uh, The one thing I've heard is that it's much harder to play in paper than online. That's believable. I mean, it's hard to... It's hard to play miracles when you don't get to constantly check the top of your deck to remember what you what you reordered. You actually have to do things with uh, some amount of determinism, you know. Yeah, 
Um, and also the shuffle isn't instantaneous, and you're playing so yeah. many. Ugh. You're playing those portents and everything. Yeah. So, um, I would. I think it'd be awesome if you gave it a try, though. I'd love. To, I'd love to hear. That would be a pretty good topic for next week. Yeah. What did yeah. you think of the miracles deck? Did you did you unexpectedly absent and predict someone to I, get a free vindicate? <laughs> I, I predict that that's what I would do. Pun intended. Un- <laughs> if that yeah. is a pun, that can't be a pun. That's just directly a bad dad joke. Yeah, right. Well, that's my that's my specialty. <laughs> but I uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm it it really is a, it is making me think about my deck choice more, right? Yeah. Because like all the people who played miracles uh, are going to need to do something, and if they they have the choice of either, I mean, they can change decks entirely. But if you know you're like hell, like a lot of them were so hell bent on playing a blue white control deck. Yeah, I that, think that you uh... wonder. I think you do if you if you used to play Miracles, you go to Miracles again. Yeah, and I think, well, I think it's just, you know, it's hard to play. There's no settled build. There's not a lot. For example, I don't fear Terminus nearly as much. No, but I mean, th- that's sort of to, to people's benefit as well, though. If people are going to play soft on Terminus and get blown out by it, well, it's more that I don't feel like Terminus is going to just wreck me yeah. at every opportunity because they they could either have it lurking on top or they've definitely found it, yeah. you know. Um, so, or they, I mean, the only way they're going to cast it up is like if they pred- on your turns they predict or brainstorm or have uh, a port trigger. But at least the port trigger happens in your upkeep and you get your draw step and then figure out what's going on. You know? Yeah. Um. I mean, it's interesting, like, I'm, I'm pretty much settled on playing, as boring as it sounds, some sort of Death Rite True Name deck. I just feel like that's the best thing you can be doing in a fair deck. Yeah, I and mean, ramping into a nine, turn two, uh, True yeah. Name seemed pretty smart. <laughs> the tournament is $90. Like, it would be fun to show up with a fun deck, but the tournament is $90. Yeah, that's like, not what Grand Prix are for. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get, your, get your value out of a Grand Prix if you can. I wish we had more of those mid-sized Star City tournaments where you could show up with, like, a fun deck. And, you know, it's like 40, you know, it's 40 bucks, but it's like, you know, you're going to play, like, for one day. You know, I wish we had more of those tournaments to yeah. just kind of goof off in. The worst thing about entering a Grand Prix um, is is playing nine rounds with a bad deck. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I felt the last Grand Prix, and then other people made the top 32 with it, so it was just my bad luck. But, like, the thing is, okay, so originally my thought was everyone on Miracle's going to switch to Stoneblade, so I should play Grixis so I get access to Kologon's command. Mm-hmm. Now, if, and it, it does make me wonder, like, okay, if everyone switches to this, you know, Miracle's deck, or there's, you know, 5 6% of the room on it, um, I mean, that's going to take share from Stoneblade. And I think that, I feel like, you know, Leovold is probably a house against this deck. Yeah. And so you're back to, like, you know, Leovold's a good card again. Not that it's ever really been bad. But no, yeah. See what, and I don't want to, I'm not playing four colors again. I'm not doing that to myself again. I mean, I told... <laughs> Kogan's Command's still not that bad because, like, a lot of these decks are basically Stoneblade Miracles. Well, it's kind of dead against this Miracles deck. It's, like, even more dead than uh, it was against the other Miracles deck because, you know, you could always, like, nag a nab a uh, sensei's top in response to the trigger to the, to the draw or something yeah. but it is really dead against this new miracle deck they never put anything in your graveyard you're never returning a creature with it you know because yeah. it's always going into your library or, or yeah like, unless they exiled. block something with their true name nemesis that's it yeah or they they have, name, they're a uh, snap catcher mage i should say right right 
they have uh, no artifacts, obviously. Um, they're they're playing whatever like sixteen cantrips, so making them discard a card is kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't remember the fourth mode now. Oh, deal two damage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you got that snapcaster mage off the board. Yeah, I got that snapcaster. What if I can fucking counter it? Yep. <laughs> Their counter spells. Yeah, so it's like just super dead against them. Whereas against Stoneblade, it's like a freaking house. You just, you know, you just, you just, it just flips those games around so much, yep. you know. But I feel like the green at these bug control decks, like getting access to True Name is good because they can't hit it with unexpectedly absent. Um, and then adding Leovold to that, where like you're sort of keeping up. If they port you, you draw a card. If they predict you, you draw a card. You know. Yeah. So you can keep up with their engine. And if they draw a lot of cards with that deck, you would really like it. I, I like to draw <laughs> I'll cards. I'll say that much. I like to draw cards. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just want someone to show up with that deck and freaking Sphinx's Revelation. Yeah. The deck is super... Uh, thought, you would love I, this deck, Zach. It is so dirtily. It. Yeah, I thought about it. I, I was looking at it. I was like, ooh, maybe I play that. Um, yeah. It is so dirtily. Like, you just... Sit back and you cast a bunch of cantrips, and you look at their graveyard. It's got like nine cards in it on turn four. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what just happened? Um, they've got seven. They've got seven cards. So, uh, uh, other thing we should talk about is uh, what would we talk about as far as top eight decks if we were to talk about top eight decks in the in our promise to our patrons uh, this week. And yes, our our Patreon promise that if we hit a hundred dollars in donations, we were going to do eight deck decks. And things have changed. Things have really yeah. um, sort of shifted around a bit. Uh, we once again have a tie for eighth with three decks. Yeah, so that, that keeps happening. Top seven. Yeah. Top seven. Uh, uh, Grixis Delver, number one. Yep. Ad Nauseam Tendrils. Miracles, number three. 6.41% Miracles. Sultai Delver, number four, uh, 5%. Uh, number five, Sneak and Show. Number six, Elves. Number seven, Esper Deathblade. This appears to be the Bantish version. Yeah, it looks with like it. Noble Hierarchs. Uh, and then their tie for eighth is Death and Taxes, other Esper Deathblade, and the Animator. Um, the funny thing about. Uh, so, for the Reanimator, it is, it is actually the Black Red Reanimator that we're looking at here, I believe. Um, but uh, let's talk about. Duh, Miracles is in third place. They were. They weren't even on the list two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I think that, uh, right, and I think that that's telling, well, this is mostly online results, you know, we still haven't seen it in of paper, course, yeah. and we, you know, we have to see if that, if people are going to say, like, I have to try particular Grand Prix. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm I, not even sure if I've seen one in, like, a, in a, in a paper tournament at all. Let me check uh, MTG uh, Top 8. I've um, seen them at uh like at the legacy GPs that we've been playing at, at uh, the Geekery. I've definitely seen uh, a couple people show up with the deck. Um, did they win? No, but uh, you know it takes a little bit of time to get to get uh you know your reps in with these decks. So I suspect that in time people will be playing this deck. Um, but you'll also notice that the meta's shifted to to back to Delver decks. It looks like you know you got Delver Delver. Uh, Storm, Miracles, Sneak and Show, Elves, Esper Deathblade, and then, you know, D&T, uh, Stoneblade, and, uh, Reanimator. So, Reanimator. that, that shows you that the, the 
format is moving back towards De a Delver format. It's also showing you that, uh, you know, I don't know. This looks like a format that Abrupt Decay is not great in. Grixis Delver decks, which, I mean, we never really talked about it, but it is the top-performing deck now pretty much since the Miracles ban. Yeah. You know, nothing's really... Like, Abrupt Decay is not a great... doesn't have great targets in here. Uh, you know, Death Rite and Delver, like, they're nice to hit, but if you if you don't hit a Death Rite on turn one, it's not really worth it. Yeah. <laughs> to even bother killing it. And then Delver, like, you know, whatever. You yeah, sure, you want that off the deck. board. But uh, that And that's probably why the Grixis Delver decks are being favored over the Sultai Delver decks. Um, because you don't need to play Abrupt Decay, right? And the Grixis Delver decks get under Abrupt Decay with things like Gurmog Angler and and that sort of thing. So and that's Young Pyromancer yeah, too. And, like... and Young Pyromancer, you know, he doesn't you as long as you cast a couple of spells, you get your value out of that card, so you're you're moving on. Um that is one of the main reasons that I decided to switch away from the push proof rug deck and back over to uh rug delver proper. Yeah. Because it's not as many, you know. There's just not as much targeting going on in the in the mode where like you can screw with what your opponent's doing. Like poison's not good right now. In fact, it's not great right now because there's still fatal push, lightning bolt. You know, uh, it's you know burn decks that sort of stuff. There's ways to get uh, your infect creatures off the board, but playing a Delver deck, you're more focused on stopping your opponent from doing their thing and and moving on. Where where you know. You're not playing Stifle Wasteland in in a uh, Infect deck, so you're not getting around your yeah. opponent. Well, you're playing one Stifle and one Wasteland, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't get these, these bug Delver decks that are playing 20 lands and are somehow doing great. Like I, I mean, mean, Leovold. <laughs> They're just making you. Yeah, I just I just it. wouldn't play Delver. I guess that's my only that's my only problem with it is that they have Delver. I just like cut the Delvers, cut the Dazes. Like you're gonna play if you're gonna play the long game, play the long game. Yeah. I guess there's an argument that you just play him to Torak and that catches you up, but it must suck to have like Bayou and then four days. Like. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think the I think the format's doing pretty well right now. Um, the the new Miracles deck is really actually. As much as I didn't like the old Miracles deck, this is different. This is still sort of a puzzle to solve on both ends, mm -hmm. and I think that's fine. I don't think it. I can't imagine that deck possibly being as oppressive as the original Miracles deck. It just Sensei's Divining Top counterbalance was, and the Fetch Lands was just so crazy. <laughs> Would you change your tune if there were four Miracles decks in the top eight of the uh, Legacy Grand Prix of Vegas? No, I think that it would be interesting <laughs> to see what. Then okay, so how do you solve that problem, right? Terminus. I just, I, <laughs> well, I just, it's more like, I mean, how do you, what what can we do to fight that kind of deck? Like clearly, that such a deck would be mean to be it means it's good against Grixis Delver, which is probably going to be the most played deck by yeah. quite a lot, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, I guess it makes it means it's also good against Storm, which is going to be pretty popular. Um, so. You know, what can those decks do to adapt? Or we know, I, I, I continue to think that that Miracles deck, if it really takes off, then that's opening to play like Aggro Long. Like, I don't think mm -hmm. they can beat a Chalice on one and yeah. a Teague, and you can do that. Sanctum Prelate becomes an awesome turn. Yeah, lands is, it pops back up. Um, you know, uh, plan, your sideboard slots 
much basically get dedicated back to miracles again too like i haven't had to really worry about miracles as a deck and in this particular version winter orb's not good against it anyhow so i've basically skewed a lot of the stuff out of my deck that was good against miracles and i was able to like sort of play with my sideboard a little bit more well this this format this thing isn't going to force you to play a rump decay nah that's that's really what it comes down to for me. Like, you can fight it. You can fight it on several different angles. You can go after the cantrips with like Spirit of the Labyrinth, you know, or something like that. Notion Thief. Notion Thief is probably really sick, to be honest. Against them, <laughs> could you imagine? And then in response, we'll predict you Notion Thief. As long as you don't try and respond to a Portin with Notion Thief. <laughs> uh, it still works because you just draw the card on your upkeep. No, it's it's you can only draw one card or not, not no more than one card turn. The notion thief is any card you draw. That's not in your draw step. Oh really? Okay. So it's not like yeah. spirit labyrinth. Okay. No, cause that was my idea for like flash in notion thief, untap standstill probe. Yeah. <laughs> and then like you draw the three cards and then, you know, whatever, but, um, never, never worked. Uh, but yeah, notion thief, like that's a, that's a card in it. And because, you know, I mean, then it's not just going to consistently get a terminus. Your creature-based uh, answers are going to be a little bit better. Oh, could you imagine just like watching your opponent? Like, you're you know you're head on board, and your opponent's like, okay, I'm going to cast something to figure out what's on the top of my deck, and then like on his turn, he's like, ha ha ha, you're attacking. Okay, I'm going to cast brainstorm, and you're like, notion thief. Not only did you not get to terminus, you also died from all my creatures. Yeah. You have to put two cards back. I once had to cast a brainstorm when I was playing Miracles against a Leovold just to put my two cards back so I could terminus the next turn. So <laughs> felt pretty terrible. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, that did not work out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I don't know. I think I think things are in a pretty good shape. I, I'm just I'm looking forward to Vegas. I uh, I think we'll have a lot of fun as a legacy. Uh, format you know <laughs> yeah i think i it's think it, be... it should be a really fun tournament I, I really wish i could i could be there because i would definitely play in the modern event too you know like just seems like a really great like weekend to just go in yeah it is my birthday so unfortunately uh i'll be playing magic on my birthday but <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time i did that <laughs> um so but that's that's that'll be kind of fun but 34 years old, going to Las Vegas for my birthday to play in the Magic the Gathering Grand Prix. That's uh, that's something you want on your headstone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cast... Do you have any other news or views we want to... Um, no, I don't really think there's too much else going on right now. Uh, no real legacy news. Uh, if, I, if I could take a moment to talk about how terrible Standard is, uh, <laughs> I don't want to do that, really. Um... I think that's enough. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it, right? Like no one wants to no one wants to play standard. Wizards, can you please let us play more eternal formats in Pro Tour qualifiers and Grand Prix trials? Bring them back. There's no reason to not have stuff like that. I don't know. You played a PP you played a PPTQ. I did, that's I played a PPDQ. So apparently PPDQs are only standard now, is that true? Yes, it used to be it could be any format that and then they changed ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. Yeah, um, I don't know. That was rage. It could be standard or limited, and the RP. I think they could be modern too. In so, like for one season a year, 
and then the RPTQs are standard, standard, standard modern or whatever quarterly, like the four of them. Uh, um, but yeah, it's I upsetting. Mean, I was I was having a little bit of fun playing modern a few months ago, but now I kind of like. I think the miracles being at Legacy has has uh, returned my wandering eye. And yeah, yeah. I want to play more, more Legacy all the time. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to getting a chance to play Thursday night and seeing uh, seeing what, what's out there. Yeah, you've got on the East Coast, you have the Turtle Weekend coming up. There'll be a bunch of uh, tournaments. Yeah, we've got a grand, we've got a, a trial for that coming up uh, next week, so I'll, I'll be doing that on Sunday or Saturday, whenever that is. Yep. So at least we were, we've got some community options to keep it going. And, yeah. Oh, so the, I don't know if I mentioned this last week. Maybe I did. This, when they had the team constructed open, the Star City, you know, they have the they, that's what the only time they run Legacy Classics, right? Mm-hmm. The Legacy Classic outdrew the Standard Classic by thirty people. Believable. It's like yeah, it's like nobody wants something. to play uh, Standard. They've they've established that. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that Modern is a very popular format for Star City. I'm not telling them that to abandon Modern. I'm telling them to abandon Standard. <laughs> like they should. I mean, come on. I, mean, I I feel like the team constructed is almost a way to like sort of abandon standard because, but like they know they can't really depend on like a nine hundred person legacy open. But they can get they they can't get nine hundred people for legacy. They can't get nine hundred people for standard. They, they can get, get three hundred people, people for, each. for both. Right? Yeah. 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 And then like they can run. Then they want a huge open. They just run modern, which you know. But for better or for worse, but the message is being sent. Like people want to play with their cards, or you know, people want to play in a tournament in a in a format that isn't just miserable. Like I don't know. I, I just. Uh... I mean, it's funny because we talked about this a little while ago about how terrible Frontier seemed like. But like the more and more people talk about how bad Standard is, the more and more the reason is because the f- format gets solved so quickly that it's not fun and frontier might be the answer to that and i don't like that idea but i i, I would play that over standard if standard was no longer an option well it's the only format you can play dig through time um <laughs> as a four of well it's like it's not even that it's just like you know they've, they've made a lot of mistakes recently that are making standard bad i mean I, I just sort of wonder you were talking about before we got on the air about how bad the standard tournament was and i was just like it's like we say like you know, I don't really care how good standard is, but I do care that it feeds like the card pool, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it works. makes that helps them produce cards. And if like standard really tanks and they can't figure it out, like I don't know, man. I don't want the game to be like all limited. <laughs> that would be even worse for legacy than yeah, having standard where they occasionally, terrible. yeah. So you know, they got to write the ship. We'll see how long that takes. Yeah. Well, the next band research announcement is June 14th, which is my birthday. You know what my birthday present should be? Nuke all formats. Nuke all formats. Hashtag nuke all formats. Though I don't think, I don't think Legacy needs a band at all. I, you know, I think it's fine. But. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't think of anything that I would ban in Legacy right now. Nothing, like, what, what would you even put on the watch list? Like, DRS? Yeah. Maybe? Not even, I don't even feel like it's that oppressive. Okay, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Death Rage Shaman. I want to go on Death Rage Shaman rant for a minute. I understand that it is hard to not play it in your black fair deck, right? Mm-hmm. I get that. But it's not really stopping you from not doing that. It's just a very good card, right? It doesn't stop any graveyard strategies from existing. Reanimator is really good, right? Oh, yeah. The, there's a, the, this, 
this new freaking miracles deck just like snapcasters you into a into oblivion you know yep. like it's not like it's not stopping snapcaster mage it's not it's the only thing it's really stopping is you from achieving threshold yeah that's, you know? i was gonna say not it doesn't stop all it doesn't not stop all graveyard strategies me having threshold is a big deal which is which would you rather have though like Deathrite, like Deathrite Shaman or True Name Nemesis, which is worse for Nimble Mongoose. I mean, they're both pretty fucking bad. I like, don't <laughs> mind Death. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, True Name Nemesis because I can cast Days. Right. Because when I don't you know. put it on, just... when you put that onto the board on like turn two, I still could have cast Days on it. And when you put Deathrite Shaman on on your first turn, and I'm like, "Yep, that resolves." I don't want to force of will that. I mean, what do you got to do? You got to play like a couple fork bolts. Like you can just yeah. kill it. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I am know. playing. I am playing two fork bolts and four lightning bolts. So, I mean, yeah. I, I can get rid of it. But I think that that having that card around means I can't play Nimble Mongoose. Does that mean it's a it's a blight on the format? I don't think so. Yeah, it just it just isn't. I just can't imagine. Like you got to kill it, which you know I guess kind of sucks. But you know, if you have to kill so many other things, like you have to kill Mother of Ruins. You know, mm-hmm. you have to kill fucking Goblin Lackey. Like, if I go with Blocks Goblin Lackey, well, then we just have to fucking kill Goblin Lackey. Yeah. Did you know that the first Dead Guy Ale deck had four Engineered Plagues in the 75? Whoa. Like, is that what we want? <laughs> we want decks playing two main deck Engineered Plagues because we can't beat Goblin Lackey? Like, not, and, like Jesus. And the thing, that was before fucking Siege Gang Commander was printed. You ever had someone drop a Siege Gang Commander off a Lackey on you? Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's pretty terrible. Now, I mean, what were they dropping before? Goblin Mutant? Goblin Recruiter. Or, uh, not Recruiter. Uh, matron? It's like Matron Recruiter. You're Matron for a Ringleader, then you get in the again and you, and you play the Ringleader. I yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good card. Like, the idea that, like, you know, I mean, I know it's, it's hard to play Goblin Lackey into Death Ray Chaman, but it's like, you know, give us some air to do other stuff. Like, Goblins was the best deck for a long time. Four yeah. main, four engineered plagues out of seventy-five cards. Like, if I'm that happened a... now, if that happened now, like people would lose it if that was what the <laughs> format was. If that people were playing, for it didn't matter if it was goblins or elves or freaking, you know, I don't know. I guess humans. <laughs> you can make an argument that humans could be that warping because there's so many good ones. If people were ever in a format where you had to, where you were playing like two main deck engineered plagues. Like, yeah. I mean, people would lose it now nowadays, and that was the, that was the reality back then. So, I think like I think Deathrite is fine. I'm sorry that it makes certain decks, but it, but it's just like, you know, I, I don't understand why people hate it so much. I think it's the only reason is that it's, it's a new border card. Yeah. After <laughs> that, like, I don't know. Uh, th- what would I what would I ban if I could if I had the personal ability to ban one card in this format? Uh. I'd probably hate on Chancellor of the Annex. Yeah, right. Just that is annoying. That's, that's a miserable magic feeling. card. It's the worst feeling on Magic Online because you don't even see it. You see like Chancellor of the Annex under the revealed card zone. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even get to see them like reveal it from their hand. But yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like there's only it's only like personal things right now. Yeah, I think yeah, that I think... that's that's fine. Yeah, I can the handle that. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh... Yeah, that's it. Those are the only things I can really think of. Those two cards uh, are are annoying, and annoying's not enough to get to get a card banned. Yeah, certainly not. So yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's it. Uh,
All right, have a good night, man. Keep it up with the Joneses. Stop, stop, I need more stuff. Can you see I need more stuff? The time I go. Keep it up with the Joneses. I'm keeping up with the Joneses. Keep it up with the Joneses. All right. Where does he get those wonderful toys?